Hello. Hello. Who the hell are you? Yes. Who are you? Well, my name's Mrs. Woog and I'm a mummy blogger. And you? Well, my name's Kim Berry and I'm a blogger and a mummy. So maybe I'm a mummy blogger yes, too. Yes, we both are. We're no. mummy bloggers. We own that fact. Oh, yes, we do. And how often do you blog about shitty nappies? No, I don't anymore. Yeah. I'm now in the land of, you know, smelly armpits. Yeah. And I walk into my house and I go, why does this house smell like tits and um, pits and ass? No, it's because of um, unhung up towels. <laughs> Stinky hung up towels. I'm Mrs. Woog and this is Kim and you are listening to the very first episode of our podcast called Woog and Berry. What do you think of that name? It's um, it's ingenious. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's the pinnacle of my creativity. I think, I think it, think? you know, it just speaks to me on so many different <laughs> levels, and I think it sort of shows you know the light and shade of the life that we're living. That's right, and I think you can take it any way. It could be an upmarket uh, brand of wine, mm-hmm. or it uh, could be. You know, a brand of ice cream. The, yeah, the, the Dr. Woog, my father-in-law, Dr. Woog, suggested it was sort of like a premium ice cream flavour. That's fine by me. But what what does Woog taste like? Ooh. Suet. <laughs> Suet. <laughs> no way. No, what does Woog taste like? I'm thinking like some sort of caramel swirl. Yeah, yeah. What about berries? N- nothing with fr- it's pretty fruit. pretty obvious really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you're, you're just berries. I'm oh, nuts, you're fruity. berries. So um, how did you get here? Well, why are we here? Why are we here? Uh, we go back a long way, don't we, Woo? Yes, we do. 20 plus years. Yes. Which is quite astounding. It's before I had these two big wrinkles in my face and my boobs were somewhere up near my shoulders, not down <laughs> in my knees. I know. We've been quite productive, though, in that time, haven't yes, we? Yes, and we've managed to produce, not together, but we've got six boys between the two of us. That would be quite we, funny. We don't we? do girls. We hooked up. And then all the boys could say, I've got two mummies. Yeah, I think that, um, yeah. Yeah, I I just, no, 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 I don't mean to be mean, (laughs) but I just prefer the peen. (laughs) Yes. Well, you know, since I've had the family realignment. Tell me about the family realignment, Kim. So uh, my husband decided last year that he didn't love me anymore. Oh. uh, Ouch. So he left. Bye. In a week. Okay. In a week. So it was a bit of a shock, I must say. Not a chapter of my life I was envisaging would happen. Mm. Did you see Uh, it coming? No. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. So, you know, so anyway, we had the family realignment and uh, which has entered into another whole realm that we will have to talk about um, in depth. I know. We've got some very, very funny online dating stories to share with Uh, you. But... um, you know, I did say to the boys, perhaps I could start dating women and, you know, they could, you know, have two but, mummies. But, Kim, you're not gay. But I'm not gay. Yeah. So that was sort of a little, that was a little speed hump to that life plan. Well, you know, you're covering off all thoughts, I That's think, that right. you're doing. And um, I must say, you know, being a friend of yours, your uh, bounce back from the family realignment has been nothing short of a spectacular, res- you know, growth in you. Like, I've seen you change oh, so it's much. Been quite stellar, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I just think, you know, that you're a really good example that you can actually get through this. I mean, I'm sure there were those days that we had those days where we, you know, were less than pleasant about. I had a lot of dumplings consumed. Yes, we had a couple couple of um, what we call an emergency dumpling summit uh, and this was this was actually called 
after the um, separation and um, there's a group of us who, who Kim and I have known each other for a long time, but the other girls we met on Twitter mm. of all places. Mm. And uh, yeah, just a really special group of women. So we got together and we put a plan together, which was included... Do you want to tell me? Uh, tell the tell the audience about the plan. The plan. The first part was go home and completely re- rearrange your bedroom. The next plan was get a cat. So I got two. <laughs> and the next plan was always have something one, something every week that you're looking forward to. Yep. And I reckon if there had to be something, you know, some sort of roadmap for women in this position Mm -hmm. that's a really good roadmap yeah and people go i don't like cats well that's just silly yeah you know get over that if you don't like cats cats, you can tune out now we we actually don't need you (laughs) so yes so we go back a very long way don't we we do and back uh, to charles sturt uni where kim was studying journalism journalism, and i was studying to be a primary school teacher isn't that an interesting fact (laughs) Kindergarten. You could be a kinder. You could be teaching kindergarten right now. Oh, I was a lot more bright-eyed and bushy-tailed back then. I was all enthusiastic about. I was going to change the world, and I'm still going to try and do that through podcasting. Yeah, that's right. I think this is a perfect foil for us to, uh, you know, be our world domination plans. Yeah, I mean, we sort of started blogging when no one was blogging, and that sort of took off. So it's just natural that I move into either a podcasting or be supermodeling. Yeah. Well, that works. That works. Yeah, so if this doesn't work out, I'm going to ring Victoria's Secret. Oh, can you imagine you and I on Victoria's oh, Secret? Oh, no. They have to sew like 18 bikinis together. <laughs> and you know I'd fall off the end. We'd be using the, the G-strings as like a little, <laughs> as a footwear, you know. Oh, shut up. I'm hot. You're hot. And you, we both know that's, that's true. Right. That's right. That's um, true. I always think about that, you know, when you look at these plus size models and I just look at them and go... No, they're not. they're not plus size. They're model. normal. Okay, here's not a here's here's a sentence you don't hear every day. A few years ago, I was night uh, I was in the meat packing district of New York City at a nightclub. Can we just pause there? Can we just take that in? For Can a we moment? just pause there? No. I, I often open with that line because it was true. And we met. Um, I was with my friend Baby Mac, and we yeah. met a couple of plus size models who were so not plus size. The most gorgeous looking girls, uh, Geo Burke, who's an Australian model from um, from Queensland, and her friend uh, Kayla Humphreys. Oh, now Kayla Humphreys is the sister of Chris Humphreys who was once married to Kim Kardashian. Wait, is that the – is he the Australian? No. Oh. You obviously oh, don't. Oh, no. Okay. Yes. yes. Now yeah, I'm, the okay. big tall fella. You know me so I'm dancing. Sort of, you know, yeah, you pop. can just be quiet now. I'm dancing <laughs> with Kim Kardashian's ex-sister-in-law because they'd just gotten divorced. And tell, let me tell you, didn't I get the scoop on that wedding? Is he, uh, is he the one that, that took drugs and – Oh, our time is up. Hello. Our time is up. Okay, we'll be back soon. Hi, and welcome back to Woog and Berry. Hello. Episode one, season one, series one, number one. One, one, one. One, one, one. The inaugural blog post. Okay. The inaugural blog Blog post. post. You're an idiot. Um, No, so. I'll sit here quietly. uh, I just need to explain to you that that um, buzzer went off because uh, we need to sort of self regulate. Because there's a big chance that we could just keep talking and talking and talking. So I've just set it another seven minutes. And um, Kim. So take a load off. Take a load off. No, t- put a load on. Put a load on. Whatever you want. And, yeah. um, okay. I've got something to ask you. Yours. On the way here, I, um, 
I realised when I got into you, the bus, the Berry bus, that I hadn't had breakfast and I thought I would just quickly stop at the shop and yes. I said, I might get a banana, do you want a banana? And you went, Bleh! Yeah. Tell yeah. me about that. I, I can't abide by the banana. I can't. They're just, they're no good. They're sort of, they're getting your mouth and they're sort of furry and there's just, ugh. and if they're too ripe, no, it's all bad. Okay. It's all bad. You know banana. that there's actually a group of people who have a phobia of bananas and I have written about, I can't remember the name of the phobia, but my sister has it. And I'll tell you a little story that um, she was in hospital having had her second baby and she had eaten her food and she'd eaten the banana, but she only eats half the banana because the end of the banana is apparently really poisonous. And her mother-in-law reached over, grabbed the end of the banana and ate it in front of her and she went off. She said, that's disgusting and you can leave the room now. And she still talks about like a six, little bit of new mother 16 years later well. um, and I don't think their, their relationship has ever really no. been the same. Are there any foods that you can't Yes, of course, by? mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. I can sort of understand it's like, that. It's, I don't know like if it's because it reminds me of jizz or uh, um, <laughs> mayonnaise and egg is less like the devil's work. Whoever offers me a mayo and egg sandwich, you know, thank you. There's the door. What about aioli? Will you? No, aioli? no, no. So no mayonnaise. No creamy. Aioli is just ma- is mayo it with is. a bit of garlic in it. Yeah, yeah. If you That's take the mayo cool. out of it, I could eat it, but no, <laughs> I'm not a fan. Speaking of foods that you love, what do you love? Figs. Figs. I like figs when they're in the Maggie beers. Figs. And I actually had the um, – I just had some cherries this week, which is the oh first God. of the season. How exciting for I you. Know. I was like – I was just in my own little bit of heaven. I had two figs. I had some cherries. And I was like – because, you know, the great vengeful weight loss plan is currently underway. Yes, I noticed. And she said no to carbs today because I ended up having to get <sighs> a cheese and bacon roll – because I couldn't eat a banana in the car with her. So thank you for that. That's yeah. your fault. <laughs> well, I am sort of, it's less the carbs and more the gluten that I'm not doing. And I have, I have oh, medical grounds. Oh, bandwagon. Oh, ye jumping on. I I'm know, gluten intolerant. But, uh, well, no, I'm not even going to say that. I'm just going to say that because I've got the dodgy thyroid, yeah. they say it's an autoimmune thing. Bad for Sarah Wilson. I'm I'm a hair's breadth off Sarah Sarah Wilson. Yeah, you look a lot like her. Yeah, I do. I'm I've got that sort of you know tall life. Do you know? Once I did a photo I... shoot with Sarah Wilson. Oh. Tell you what, it's just not good for the soul. I was just going to say that's a, that's a dream crusher, right? Yeah, there. and it was for a magazine called Prevention, and it's, I was called a health blogger. You were called I was called a health blogger <laughs> and I had a photo shoot standing next to Sarah Wilson who was like a baby giraffe yeah. and um, then there was me and they put me in these white high heels so I had to hang on to her and then they'd shoot and I'd let, let go and they'd go shoot, 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 shoot and then I'd have to hang on to her again because I couldn't stand up. Oh, classy. I know. Everything she she came in. She came into hair and makeup, sat on the ground cross-legged with a smoothie and I said, mate, give it a break. Yeah. You'd have to be on brand the whole time. <laughs> You don't. You just. Yeah. Yeah, but on, she's just. She would be on brand. Oozes like. Or not. She just oozes like goodness and radiates health. And it's just not natural to have teeth that white and no. skin that clear. But, you know, obviously it works for her. I don't trust anyone who drinks green smoothies. Fact. I've, I've never tried one that I've liked. See? Fact. You start drinking green smoothies and you might as well be dead to me. Yeah, you're one step and away. My of... best friend from school has just started and she's teetering. I'm telling her. I've told her. 
Yeah. She's teetering on the brink. Well, she's... you're lucky that you're even my friends because you don't eat bread. Yeah. Well, see, does it make you bloaty farty? Here's the yes, and here's <laughs> the thing. Like I'm saying, I'm doing gluten free, and then every so often, like I'm making the kids, you know, breakfast or lunch or and just bread and butter is the most beautiful thing in the world. It really is. Like sourdough and really good quality butter. Oh. I'm in heaven. So you can imagine I'm a bit of a misery at the moment because I'm trying to, you know. But vengeful weight loss is so much better than noble weight loss. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're just doing – if I can't stand people who say, I'm losing weight because I just want to be really healthy. I want to be the best version of me. I'm the best version. Like fuck off and eat a bloody paddle pop. (laughs) You're boring. Yes. You're boring. And when people talk – I'm just doing it because I want, you know, the ex Mm. to sort of see me and go, oh, she's looking a bit all right. We are looking a bit all right. Sling your hook, buddy. Yeah. You're dumb. You're, Stick you're a fork out. in you. Yeah. I ain't. And then your sassy walk out of the room with a little head That's snap right. and a tilt and That's a, right. you know, I'm coming out. Have you I ever had, have work. you ever had like in, in trying to lose weight, have you ever had a goal or a picture in your head of someone that you want to, not even someone you want to look like, but say a particular sort of outfit that people wear? That you would that you aspire to, like mine is. I want to be able to wear belted jeans with no overhang. Yeah, that's my solitary goal. Okay. Um, I would just like to be able to wear some clothes and not look like I've just sort of fallen out of bed. I'm a <laughs> jeans and t-shirt kind of gal, you know. Um, I, I know what you mean, but like a white strapless bikini, probably. Not. No, oh, no, really? yeah, yeah. That, that's what really, that's, that's what I'm it. going for. I have wow. to go for a good wax though. There'd be some pre-prep Jeez, in that little outfit, in that see, little ensemble. My middle uh, section, my torso, will never actually see the light of day. Four boys, that gut ain't they ruin for it. They ruin everything. They ruin it. Speaking of which, I had some uh, some readers email in some some questions and things that we should be discussing. Yes. And the first one I thought was quite interesting was, should I have children? No. If you're asking the question, the answer is no. no. Should I have children? Do you imagine what your life would be like, like Glorious. if you hadn't have had them? Glorious. I know. I'd be rich. I just go, I'd be living on the harbour somewhere. <laughs> rich, travel. Oh, yeah. And shoes. Yep. They're my, they're my three things. But you know what? Disposable I, income. The thing about having my boys is, though, that they save me from being a complete asshole. Well, that's true. Yeah. Because I would be a bit of an asshole if I was sort of... Do you think? Oh, I'm not... Oh. Oh. Okay, we'll see you soon. Bye. I was quite, you know, cut off quite abruptly. Abruptly, then. So I'm. What I'm going to do Let's is I'm going to pick it back up. We're going to set the timer. And um, what what were we saying? We were talking about if we, if we didn't have kids, and I'd said that I'd be travelling and I'd have shoes and disposable income. And you said you thought that you'd be a bit of an asshole. <laughs> yeah. I, well, of course, when you have them, you know, you, you can't be. You can't. You kind of have to put them first for a long time anyway. Yeah. Um, and they do ground you so. Who knows? Well, what's done is done, yes, you know. That's so right. I probably don't have to think about what life would have and been. Oh, sometimes just... my husband and I do play that game. Yeah. Where would we be? Well, do you know tonight uh, um, is my 15-year-old's school year for, school formal. A school formal. Is he taking a bird? No, he's not taking a bird. But he's got a suit oh. and new size 13 shoes. Oh, what's it with the feet? Oh, what is it with the feet? And I wanted to buy him a nice, um, like, you know, cologne. Cologne? Never, a cologne, like an aftershave. aftershave. Well, it's aftershave, but it doesn't shave. 
So, you know, I can't call it... Just call it perfume. Call it what it is. Man, scent. Man scent. Man scent. <laughs> but get this. We're at the shops and he, you know, I said, oh, we just need more deodorant. And he gets the deodorant. And then he throws in... A the matching. links. He throws in Ugh. a links. And I went, what are you... What? No. And he goes, no. That'd be I'll sure to keep the girls away. I'll, I'll wear it over my deodorant. I'm like... He's layering oh, his fragrances. He's layering his fragrances. But can I just say, like, I mean, you know, I adore my four boys and I actually love being the mum of four boys. I think it's sort of pretty awesome. But seeing them suddenly reach that point, like, there's milestones, don't you think? Like, when they start school, when they start high school, when they go through puberty. Like, yep. And suddenly to see your kid in a suit, you just go... And you go, I made a person. I made a person. Do you know I'm always thinking I made, I fully made a person. I made yeah. two. You made four. I know. Surely... There's some sort of tax break on that. <laughs> you would think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. And sometimes I think people don't marvel at that enough. No. Mate, you make a person. I mean, that, that's... um. Oh, well, we forgot that's to true. mention that we're actually coming live. Not live. Oh. Are we live? Well, we're, no. we're quasi-live. We're quasi-live. You just take from that what you will. Um, from the Wooshka Studios here at the beautiful town and country motel in downtown... Strathfield. It's a treat. It's possibly the most trippy thing I've seen in a while. Wiggs and I are in absolute heaven. We're sitting in a room at the moment that has that um, rag washed walls. Yeah, very wood panels. Wood panels. There's wood paneling, and there are some spectacular light features which head straight back to. Sydney suburbia 1970. Yeah, like if you ever went down the town and country for a steak, mate, we are living that right now. <laughs> we are living that right now. And, and, a, pink, and a pink lemonade for the kids. I know. A shandy for mum. One. Yeah. Maybe a crown lager for dad. And some Bearnaise sauce oh, on a steak. Yes. Or a steak Diane. Oh, I do love a good steak Diane. I do love a good steak Diane. What sort of veggies are we having time. with that? Oh, potatoes, carrots, and maybe a very overcooked bit of broccoli. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Mm. And uh, or maybe if it was a side salad, there'd be iceberg lettuce and an orange twist. An orange twist, of course. And parsley, <gasps> and not flat leaf plant. No, no, no. Parsley. Proper curly parsley. Curly parsley. Yeah. So don't go and check it out on TripAdvisor. I'm told. <laughs> um, but it is. It is certainly stepping back into time at the old town and country motel where they've set up the Wooshka has set up a very cool studio. We're sitting here with Adam who's our producer. Hi, Adam. He's waving. He's frightened. <laughs> Bless him. I think he's pretty frightened. We can be quite scary. Do you, um, speaking of scary, what things scare you? What things scare me? Oh, goodness. Um, thin women? Jackie Lambie. Really? Yeah. Jackie Lambie? She's, she's dangerous. Do you think she's a bit of a live wire? Oh, what do you think? <laughs> I missed um apparently she was on air yesterday saying some pretty amazing things and then and then the line uh, dropped out and a lot of people were very pleased. <laughs> oh she wanted to like tag the grand mufti or something oh, like that. She, I mean but she What about when she talked about her son? That was pretty moving. Yeah. Yeah, but I think she's everything with her. She's got an agenda, don't you think? Well, oh, they all do. We all do. What politician doesn't have an agenda? What's our agenda with this podcast? Fame. <laughs> What else is okay. there? <laughs> Tell your friends, guys. Tell your friends. Tell Fame your friends. And fortune. Yes, and then we could be like the Kardashians. <laughs> Have a fragrance no. line, a no, clothing line. No, we can't line. be like the Kardashians. There's not a chance of us being like the Kardashians. Oh. Hey, um. So, have you got another 
question from your readers? Um, oh, yeah, this is a bit deep, so I think we'll, we'll maybe talk about that. Oh, no, and there was another comment, actually. It's about the podcast that maybe the first one you will suck, but then you'll get better. So I'm not sure. Adam, are we going okay now? Yeah, two thumbs up from Adam. Look, I don't want to sing my own praises, but I think we're going pretty darn well. Yeah. I think it's a good thing that we have that timer, though. Do you reckon? Hey, um, tell me, what did, uh, what did Jack ask you earlier oh, this week? Jumps into bed, 6.45. Mum, what's a condom? Nice. And I'm like, man, it's just so it's just too early. It's too early. And I'm a big believer in, in the truth. Yeah. I'm not going to stuff around. So there yeah. I was explaining to him what a condom was on a Monday morning at 6.45. And then he went on to explain to me what sex was. So I thought, well, that's good. I don't have to do that yeah, either so because somebody's already done that. Mm. I made sure that he knew the correct terminology for everything. But, you know, he's a people pleaser. He knew it all. So who had told him all about it? And one of his little girlfriends at school. Ugh. Always the girls. And they did the he did the whole like finger and jabby jabby thing with oh, the vagina and stuff. Then. Yeah, so nice. it's good to know that some things haven't changed over the no, generation. That's, well, that's you know, yeah. Mm. I guess. Um, I think. Um, I think now this might be a bit topical, mm-hmm. but I think girls are far more assertive and aggressive sexually than they were when, say, we were growing up. Of course they were. They mean the the, the the hormones in the chickens. What? It's all the hormones that are in chickens. <laughs> oh and, it, and it just you directly... Are, that, is, that is just batshit crazy. No, no, no. It's directly related to girls go, and boys going to puberty earlier. I mean, how many people wore a bra when you were in year six? I did. Did you? Can I tell you my bra story when I was in year six? Yes, please. So I was sitting... It was in... in um, we were sitting in the classroom and it was... Uh, no, I was in fifth grade when I got a bra. Fifth grade. Let's just leave that with you for a moment. And can I say the only options available were beige. Oh, I'm just going to stuff that. We're, yeah, we're going to yeah, keep going. Ignore that because yeah. who, who doesn't want to hear about my breasts? Oh, I'm, like, <laughs> please continue. So I was sitting in social studies writing about Dirk Hartog. Like, oh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, and I went to write. So I went, moved my hand up to the desk and they brushed past, like, boob. Okay. And I went home and I said to mum, I think I need a bra. And she said, oh, yes, I was thinking that that might be soon. And so we went to the, you know, the shop. And everyone used to wear those little triangle yeah. little bras. You with know, the with clasp the, at the front. Yeah, the clasp at the front. And just the thickness of it was just at a bit of elastic running yep. around the back, right? And I was like, I want one of those. And the lady at DJ's in Chatswood you were advanced. just said, oh, no, oh, no, dear, no, dear. You're going to need something with a bit more support. Support. It's not a word you need to hear when Burly, you're Early beige, fifth grade. It was a travesty. But I did make mum buy me one of those, you know, like... Cute ones. Yeah. Wore it once. Too uncomfortable. Snap strap. <laughs> the snap. The strap snapped. See, that's just fashion's way of telling you that those dainty little undergarments so are never hope, going to be for you. What hope was there ever? What a, ever? Like fifth grade. Yeah. Yeah, well, my – and tell me about your bra now. Oh, well, they're lifting them up towards the sky, aren't they? Mine is like a full – like engineers were involved. <laughs> engineers were involved. What I don't understand, though, in the whole new bra scenario is everything's padded. I've got enough. <laughs> I need padding. No. There's no need for extra bulk. I know. And isn't it sad that, you know, when you've got none, you want more, and when you've got more, you want less. It's like hair. Yeah. If you've got straight hair, you want curly. If you've got yeah. curly, you want straight It's just life. I actually went to... Life's lessons, I people. actually went to um, a very cruel plastic surgery once, surgeon once. What? 
His name is Dr. Stretch. No, is that liable? <laughs> Should I say that? Okay, I'm allowed to say that. Back ding, 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 ding. Back it up. Yeah, I know. It's ironic. Why were you at a... Because I wanted to get them chopped off. Oh. Like, I wanted them, like, hard. Oh, right. And he took one look at me and just told me to go and lose some weight. And I was <gasps> like, well, you've just talked yourself out of a job, mister. Oh, that's harsh. Yeah. What an asshole. He, he works out of the martyr, by the way. <laughs> that's like the endocrinologist I went to when I was in the, my early I think you're going to have to 20s. sort of like talk about what that actually is. Oh, that's the person you see like about your thyroid. Okay. So he works on hormones and that stuff. And he was exactly the same. He just said, no, nah, it's just because you're fat. These men. Bastards. Bastards. A lot of them. So I thought we'd have a chat now about uh, what's on the menu. Mm-hmm. And uh, a few months back, I started whinging bitterly on, well, actually probably years ago, whinging bitterly on Facebook about how, you know, curiously, I need to make dinner every night. Like, these children want to be fed every fucking night. And so what stemmed out of that was the hashtag, which you can use on Instagram. So go and look it up and start following it. So and that is hashtag, hashtag every, fucking, every night. fucking night. One word. And what you need to do then is also take photos of your dinner and use the hashtag so we can all revel in the joy that is cooking dinner. That doesn't get eaten. That doesn't get eaten. Every fucking night. Yeah. And because I love to cook yep. I and I'm bored very easily, I have quite a wide repertoire of things that I will cook. So people sort of go, oh, my God, like I would eat at your place every night. And I'm like, yeah, but I'll whip that up and then two out of four kids will eat it. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like it's Instagrammable. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. It's great Instagrammable. <laughs> and isn't that the real reason that people put their food up? It's not because yeah. it tastes good. It just looks good. Yeah. I um, – I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to start a masterclass called Working with Mints. Working with Mints. I love it. So what's your favourite mints dish? Uh, oh, well. Because you take it to the next level. Like yeah. I'm, a, I'm your basic cook. Yeah. But you, you sort of take it to the next there's level. A, there's a fantastic – like you can do a Thai – flavoured mints and so you you cook off your mints obviously but then you use lime juice and fish sauce and um mix through some onion and coriander ginger gra- ginger lemongrass lemongrass see ooh la la <laughs> but the kids actually the kids actually really like that yeah do you know what takes okay this is which shows me as i'm just a complete show pony with food yeah a part of that dish is rice, raw rice, that you have toasted off in a wok and then ground, like down, or not pulverised it. Do you own one of those bang bang things? What are they called? Look, I do own a mortar and pestle. Mortar and pestle. But do you know, like, I might be a bit show pony, but I I just can't be arsed. I would just put it in a blender. Okay. And so you blend up that rice and then you mix that through the mince and it gives a little bit of a different texture. Can you sort of point us into some sort of direction of where that might be found that recipe maybe we can it'll be on my blog it'll be on your blog search the blog consuming all consuming dot com thai mince thai mince it's a winner okay how do you feel about tuna mornay do you know what i can actually go a tuna mornay but none of my oh oscar might eat it but he's a labrador he'd eat anything (laughs) and so uh but the rest of my boy, no, no, none of them. Now the reason it. why, but why? It, it's well, you know, I grew, grew up on tuna mornay, and um, I'm an advocate for tuna mornay because it's the one thing everyone in my family eats, and you really? can buy all the ingredients at the servo. Uh, <laughs> 
All really? the ingredients. You know, if you go to one so of those, what, none, no, of those okay. none of those little servos, but if you go to like a big 7-Eleven servo, you yeah. can buy everything there. Now, hang on. So what goes into your tuna mornay? Is it a white sauce and then tuna in it? Yeah, cheese sauce and tuna. Cheese sauce, tuna. And we get fancy and add a tin of sweet corn. Oh, corn. What about some peas? No. Frozen peas that's in wrong. it. wrong. And I tell you, my lovely friend... Um, Inserts name drop here, Julie Goodwin. She oh, puts peas in her tuna mornay. Yeah, oh. I would too. You know that Julie Goodwin and I go way back. You know I love her. And you know that she would have no idea as to who I was whatsoever. Oh, really? Master. That's right because, oh, my God, I hope you are ready and sit down and if you need to get a cup of coffee, you need to press pause now and come back and listen to the story. It's my absolute favourite story and I'm going to let Kim tell it. <laughs> I, I've just got to say something, though. Kim knew Julie, from when they were both contestants on MasterChef. <laughs> That's it. Right back. The very first series. And I thought I thought it was going to be like the British series. So I was just, I was banging to be on it. And uh, yeah, and I got through, I got through the, um, you know, the Sydney auditions uh, with my trio of tarts. And uh, so I got into the next round, which was the cooking for... Um, the three judges for Matt, um, Gary and George and I was in the same group as Julie and Julie was cooking before me and she did a lamb backstrap with uh, sweet potato chips which she burnt and we were all like because it was this very weird scenario you're there for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours so it's really boring but at the same time ridiculous amounts of adrenaline are pumping through you because oh my god oh my god oh my god I burnt the chips and she burnt the chips I think she salvaged one or two anyway she went in and came back with an apron oh duh and I was on after her and I went in and Matt was just so lovely and Gary was meh and George was just like a little bull terrier he was so mean to me oh like George. it almost made me cry. See, you never be mean to people. Look where they end up yeah. on a famous, famous podcast talking that's about you. Right, that's right. George. And so I didn't get an apron. And that what was did George the, say to you? The end of my, he said that he could get a version of what I'd cooked um, from this little hole in the wall place in Singapore. Oh, and, fuck you know, you, if you George. can't, you know, it has to have that sort of level of flavour. And Matt said, well, not all of us get to travel to Singapore if they're feeling like. This Matt you know, was, sounds this like dish. it was warm for your form. And if uh, if Kim had cooked that for me, I would have gone back for seconds and have left her house a very happy man. So Matt has a little special place in my heart. He does, he does. And fuck and George, I, how and dare. <laughs> but you know what, it's now I'm torn because I was in the bookshop yesterday buying Christmas presents, so organised, <laughs> and uh, and there was George's new... Um, New cookbook and it looks fantastic. Okay, well maybe and I was really maybe you know, it has been I like what books. ten years. I don't know how long has yeah. it been. So maybe hey, it's time we get over that. Let's back this story up. Yeah, mince. What was your mince dish? Um, oh, I just is it sad yeah, though? and I just can't even bring myself to talk about it anymore. What about a savoury mince? Did you have, did you grow up on no? Savory my mince? mum made really good rissoles though. Oh. Rissoles, tomato sauce, peas, yes. mashed potato. I haven't made rissoles in ages. I might put them. Hashtag every fucking night. night. Yeah. Absolutely. And did your mum used to, we used to have fancy rissoles every now and then, which was where she made a sauce, like a gravy. <gasps> rissoles and gravy. I was at my mum's house last month and that's what she made. And oh my God, <laughs> that never gets old. Never gets old. Yeah. Hashtag every fucking night. 
Well, that's that. That's that. You've been listening to the Woog and Berry podcast. This was our first one. I hope you enjoyed it. Did you enjoy doing it? Well, I had a blast. Yes, it's been lovely here at the Town and Country Motel at Strathfield. Pop in for a steak. And uh, hopefully we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Treat yourself. Bobby thumbed a diesel down just before it rained and rode us all the way into New Orleans. I pulled my harpoon out of my dirty red bandana. I was playing soft while Bobby sang the blues. Windshield wiper slapping time. I was holding Bobby's hand in mine. We sang every song that driving knew.